welcome back to episode two of the Architecture Student Diary. My name is Stella, to those that don't know, and yeah, this is episode two. Welcome back. Um, thank you to everyone who listened to episode one. I really received some positive feedback, which is really encouraging and motivating going forward, and I really appreciate it. I've had some other feedback for things that I should improve on, and I'm really looking forward to working on that in the coming weeks. So yeah, thank you to everyone. And if you haven't let me know how you found it, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts and yeah, I'm very excited to really get this off the ground. It's like official now. Like I, people are starting to follow my architecture, well, the architecture student diary at architecture student diary on Instagram. And I'm like, part of me doesn't understand that people are following it. Like, I just think I just, it's just so surreal. Like to have people following my podcast. Like I only just started it. Like, even though I had the idea for a while, it's only really been out in the world for like a week so it's very surreal i still can't quite believe it but everything so far has been so positive so i'm really optimistic about how the next few weeks are going to turn out so how was my week this week was a bit different to my usual weeks as i had fewer timetabled sessions timetabled like lectures and seminars because we had a deadline for a dissertation so i had a thousand words of my dissertation due which i mentioned last week which i got in on time um, which is great and I actually enjoyed writing it more than I thought it is surprising I'll go into it later about my my relationship with writing essays but yeah this was quite enjoyable because I think it's because I'm writing about something I enjoy which is the subject of architectural education for those that don't already know and I'm kind of trying to investigate how 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 does it work so understanding the structure first of all and how it's come to be and from you know there was an Oxford conference that I'm writing about, about how decisions made then, um, England 20th century, decisions made then are impacting the um, architectural education scene today. So that's been really interesting to read about. And I think so many of the things that are like brought up as issues like in the past, like say, t- uh, yeah, tens of years ago, are still like prevalent in the industry now. And I just find that so fascinating. So I've really enjoyed diving into it. And I think... I definitely can see overwriting being a problem now compared to before. Because before I thought, how am I going to overwrite, like write too many words, like have too much to say. But now I can really feel it because I've only read like very few books. I've only just scratched the surface surface of architectural education. And I already know I'm going to have so much to say, (laughs) which is a good thing. So I'll just have to narrow that down when it comes to it. But yeah, I'll cross that bridge later. But yeah, so because I had that dissertation deadline, we had fewer, yeah, fewer timetable sessions. So I only had really uni on Monday and Thursday, which were my two design studio days, really. And even on the Monday, we didn't have any tutors in. It was kind of like free reign, essentially, so that people could work on their dissertation if they wanted to, which is what I did. Um, I also didn't have a hockey match this week. I usually have a university game every Wednesday. Um, which I didn't have this week. We didn't have one. I did play in one in uh, in one at the weekend, which was good. We didn't win, but it was good because I play in my local league as well. So that was it's fun to get that change out of the university environment and play for a different club, which I really enjoyed despite the loss. But yeah, I was really happy with my what I submitted for my dissertation. Um, first a thousand words. So that's actually one sixth of my dissertation because our dissertation is only six thousand words compared to the usual ten thousand word one. They're slowly reducing it um for various reasons um which i just got to go with to be honest (laughs) 
Um, I'm not complaining. I'm glad that is done on the belt. I've still got to keep getting the habit of working on it now because I was working on it pretty much every day for the submission last week. Now I've got to keep in that routine, which I'm going to try to get reading every day because reading is definitely something that I struggle with. <laughs> with like in general I mean I can read for fun like that's fine like give me a non-fiction book even fiction and I can go through it especially if it's something on the topic I'm enjoy or I'm interested in but reading for academics is a whole nother a whole nother ball game but I'll go into that later excitingly I had Toastmasters I mentioned Toastmasters in my last episode as this public speaking club that I do as an extracurricular outside of university in Leicester so we had a meeting in the evening so I had I was in uni during the day went home for dinner and came back um to campus which is where the club is based for the meeting and it was really good I had a role um this week of topics master so I mentioned that last week there was an impromptu speaking part of Toastmasters and a planned speaking part and the impromptu speaking part is led by the topics master who's the person who gives assigns the questions for the guests and the members to answer so this meeting it was me um it was actually something i took on really last minute because i don't have a lot of time to be planning speeches to to give to the audience of the members and the guests i don't have that much time on my hands so i think a better way for me to be involved in toastmasters without always planning speeches and preparing speeches to present I just take on roles so this role I got to ask a variety of questions I all linked them to like things I've been doing in my life recently and asked people um well asked guests that had arrived different questions that they just had two minutes to answer and it was really good I think I got good positive feedback about how I led the session and who I got involved because it's really important to get like guests involved in these impromptu speaking parts because um, because a lot of people think that if you get a guest involved in public speaking at their first Toastmaster meeting, they're more likely to be involved um, in the rest of it and keep coming to meetings. So, yeah, that was really good. Something new I went to watch this weekend was the... I watched a Tigers game, so Leicester's rugby team. I watched a game, their game against the Harlequins, it was this weekend, I won free tickets to it so I went to go and see and it was something to check off my list of things to do in my last year in Leicester and yeah that was very exciting very new experience to go with all of the Tiger fans and get into the stadium and watch the match and I definitely learned a lot I do not know very much at all <laughs> about rugby I think I understood the general premise but it was yeah something new to do and yeah a nice a nice break um on the weekend uh, to watch the match with my housemate who also does architecture and it was yeah really good fun so yeah I think that summarizes my week so let's get into the episode so for this episode I'm going to be doing a reflection and review on my first and second years of university as I think this would form a really good foundation for the podcast going forward so the listeners know you know you guys know what my first and second year was like and how I found it and how that's kind of informed how I approach my third year and the things that I've learned along the way and I think this will be really helpful for also students looking to go to university and what the start of the architecture journey may look like and yours might look similar to this um, but yeah all of this is based off of my experience so yeah please do bear that in mind but yeah I should be going in through some of my modules 
and yeah, how I found those modules, my first impressions, was it, were they what I expected? So hopefully I should dive into all of that and uh, yeah, give you all you need to know. In my first year, I had four main modules, the design studio, building performance and technology, history and philosophy and communications, if I remember correctly. Starting off with design studio, for this module, we were signed in the first week with finding a random object. Starting off with design studio, for this module in my first year, we were assigned to find a random object. It could be in your room, in a charity shop, anywhere to draw for the first few weeks as we were going to learn how to draw in plan, section, elevation and yeah, just get to get to line weights, drawing by hand, what equipment we should be using and looking back it was very well thought out task to do because it kind of as the year went on we built up we built up in scale so we went from an object to a pavilion to a building uh, which is what we designed at the end of the year and yeah I vividly remember this start of design studio um I remember my first impression being a bit confused because I was like what how does this relate to architecture um because this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of my peers were thinking the same thing. And as the year went on, we could kind of see how it made sense. Um, and I think it's very common for, I feel like, for architecture students to be kind of confused when it comes to, like, the teaching of it, of the subject, versus to what your initial impression is of it in the sick form. I vividly remember, actually, going to find my object. So I went to a charity shop with my now housemate where I found this coffee pot. It was like a, a mocha pot. Um, so it was like, I don't know how to describe it, like hourglass shaped with like a curved handle. And I did not think about drawing this object before I bought it because I don't know whether I would have picked some, something different. But it was, yeah, very interesting to draw. I spent the first few weeks drawing that and redrawing that and redrawing that. I think <laughs> if you know, you know, you know, sometimes you draw something and they're like, mm, I have to start that again. The page is getting a bit scruffy. Do it again. So yeah, we were drawing uh, this, I was drawing this mocha pot in A2, carrying this, hauling this huge A2 folder around. And I remember when it'd be so windy, you'd literally be dragged by this A2 folder in the wind as you're walking to and from uni with it. And yeah, I think it was it was really good. I think that really, um, as I mentioned, because my housemate was on the course with me, I think that kind of was the start of me forming friendships with different people on my course, which was really good. Um, and I really enjoyed it because whilst we were drawing, because it wasn't really, it's kind of a task you could talk to someone whilst doing. Um, and yeah, we just do it together in the studio. And yeah, I felt I thought it was a really, a really good module. Then after drawing this mocha pot, I, yeah, I think I was equipped with the basic skills to inform the rest of my project where I designed a pavilion, which was based off some site analysis that we did where I like, I collected textures from the site. So our site was based in Le Leicester. And I like used A4 sheets of paper and crayons to trace the textures that were on the site. And that was kind of tactility was the theme I was looking at. And I used that to inform the design of a pavilion. And then for a building that we did later on on the same site. So it was called Makerspace Project. Where we had to pick a maker. And I chose an origamist. So someone that makes origami. And... I made loads of origami in the process. Honestly, it was so fun. I had an origami kit that I brought to university. I didn't know... I think I brought it... I still was going to say I didn't know why I brought it, but I think I just brought it as like something fun and random to do. And 
it ended up being yeah like the centerpiece well the center central theme to my project which was yeah really really interesting because I think it was really bright colors really expressive and it, yeah it ended up making a, a space where origami could be made by families and com- bring community together to do something um, an activity like a weekend thing yeah that was kind of my proposal for my final first year design studio project and yeah I really enjoyed it um I think it I learned a lot in the process of in terms of like my workflow in terms of how to start a project you know what themes to carry forward you know sometimes something's got to be left behind or you know trying to get into that iterative process and mindset um which I carry forward in like my projects today alongside that module we also had our building performance and technology tech module which was where we had to I think our first task was like modeling a bird watching tower out of like card and I think it was like bamboo sticks and we were given a brief um of the dimensions of how tall it should be and what it should be made from and then we tested them with everyone there and I always really remember this because our academic just stacked like weights inside our bird watching tower and we just had to we're waiting there until it collapsed ours was not very <laughs> well built as it literally just toppled over but I think it was kind of trying to get us to apply some of the like the I don't know some of the physics that we'd learned in our lectures um so I remember that being quite fun and something different and then we just do loads of diagrams and things for our portfolio for that submission we also had a communications module at the end of the year, which is where we had like a an hour workshop on like Photoshop, Lumion, InDesign, SketchUp and AutoCAD. And we just had a little bit of time on that and just had to make this cabin and just to show that we were proficient in the CAD software. Do I think an hour on each software was enough? No. Did I spend loads of time on YouTube figuring these things out and chatting with my friends about how to <laughs> to move objects around create lines and all of that yes um but I think that is part of the process I don't know I mean I think there's a debate of whether should should we as architect students get more time being taught this CAD software or should we just be using the resources that are on the internet to learn them because should we pay for something that is essentially already free I'm sure it's something I'll delve into into my dissertation but um yeah that was kind of the start of CAD for me I've I don't do much CAD because I studied design and technology at A level and I didn't do that much CAD there I think we literally used like 2D design or something so it was very simple stuff that you just draw lines just you could laser cut something and build it that way but this was yeah definitely getting more detailed and more precise about how we present things on InDesign and you know, doing line weights on AutoCAD and exporting documents. So yeah, I think that was um, my communication model. And I, th- I also forgot to touch on uh, <laughs> the module I thought would be the hardest for me in first year, which was history and philosophy. So for this module, we had to write a 3,000 3, word essay on like on a question which was picked from a, th- uh, a time period of architecture. So you could choose like Baroque, you could choose like um, Renaissance, I think I'm not sure (laughs) I can't remember it's two years ago now but yeah I'll tell you how I felt about that I was not 
confident in writing an essay because up until that point, the longest essay I'd written at that point was like a few hundred words for like A-level Spanish and that was in Spanish. So that was not helpful at all (laughs) for um, this module. So I, yeah, I really tried really hard in this module because I wasn't, I just was not confident in writing. I just didn't think I could write academically in that style and I hadn't done English literature I hadn't done English language I just hadn't done any essay writing subjects at a level because I did maths product design and well maths design and technology and Spanish so Spanish was the essay writing subject (laughs) which is difficult to apply to architecture but nonetheless this was my highest my highest scoring module of first year was this essay I got first in my essay that I wrote in my first year which was a surprise I was shocked when I got this result back but I yeah I found it really challenging we had this really big book that we had to read chapter by chapter each week following with the lectures and then we had to pick one of those chapters essentially to write our dissertation about and form a question and the structure of the essay which we were presented with was brand new to me I didn't have any previous experience on it um I just I guess I just followed the deadlines they gave us where they were like okay this is a draft submission please get this done ask questions and lectures about how how it should be written you know worked with my peers I got my peers to read my essays for me my peers that did architecture the peers that didn't uh that was kind of my approach to this essay but I really it was (laughs) I did not enjoy writing that um and I think that is in such contrast to how I'm finding my dissertation now don't count me for it because this might change but writing my dissertation now on a subject of my choice feels very different to writing writing an essay on a subject I haven't I don't have any experience in let me do you know let me find this question Okay, so I've just found my essay question it was explain how the motivations of architects patrons and other agencies in developing particular technical innovations in construction had on longer term architectural theory and design so this reminds me that we yeah we were given different topics within the time period that we had to choose so you could choose a time period and you choose a topic and mine was technical innovations in construction and yeah to write 3000 word about words about it i yeah i was in the library often late i was yeah i just <laughs> figuring out how to write 3000 words on this topic i on a question i didn't really understand at the time <laughs> i probably still don't really fully understand it now but yeah writing 3000 words on technical innovation and construction um in medieval architecture was a challenge um i definitely would say if if you asked me at the end of first year what was my hardest module i would definitely have said that um And I think it was just a lot of mental load because I think I dreaded writing it, but actually writing it when I sat down and actually got, got to it, it was easier than I thought. But sometimes just, just the thought of writing, it was more stress than actually doing the work, but I got through it. I think, yeah, I got my friends to read it, like I mentioned, and it was all right in the end. But yeah, that's kind of summarized my first year. And I think after, yeah, in May, I was, yeah, I was very happy with how the year went. Um, I was happy with my results for everything. And it definitely was not what I expected. Like, the design studio was a very conceptual approach. Not exactly what I'd expected, you know. And I also did maths at A-level. And I did not need that 
I feel like it's so common to hear that, oh, you need maths to do architecture, you need physics to do architecture. I did maths at A-level and I did not need that. I did not need that stress to get into doing architecture. And I also blame this down to career advisors. They do not know or understand how architectural education works and that there are some things that you do not need. And maths is one of them. I understand, like, there are some universities that specifically require, like, a maths or, like, science-based subject that sometimes maths is included in. But do not recommend doing something you don't enjoy just to get into the university, especially if it's just so much harder. (laughs) And I struggled with maths at A-level and I did not need it at first year. So at the end of first year, I was definitely like, yeah, the most I've had to do was add, subtract, divide, multiply. Yeah, I have not had to do any differentiation or integration, (laughs) which I was relieved by, but also like, why did I, was I not told earlier? Because when I spoke to my, when I was in year 11, when I was 16, asking my career advisor, this is what I want to do. They told me to do physics and maths. I didn't listen to physics because I didn't really enjoy physics as much. I didn't enjoy physics. I did well in it at GCSE, but I didn't enjoy it enough to carry on. And physics, and no, and maths, and maths, um, I did enjoy it at GCSE, but I kind of took it also based on the fact that I would need it at university level. But I wasn't looking at university websites in year 11 or when I, when I was 16 to find out what my other options were and if I had to do it I just trusted this careers advisor and she was wrong so I mean I still learned a lot through doing maths but you know sometimes I just think if only I knew I could have picked something else that I enjoyed like geography or anything else (laughs) Um, because I found I did find maths really hard at a level but nonetheless you know it's done now but yeah, that's for anyone listening who thinks they have to do maths, but they don't enjoy maths. Don't do maths. Um, doing stuff you don't enjoy is so much harder. Anyways, yeah, that was kind of my general feelings at the end of first year. I was very happy with how everything went. Um, I definitely learned on how to manage my time, using university resources as well, such as workshops and like the library, finding books. I think those are kind of simple things that me getting to grips with them in first year has saved me time in second and third year on whether, you know, booking machines in the workshops or getting to know the technicians so they can help me with certain things and, you know, know who I am. So, yeah, that's that's my first year. And that brings us to the end of episode two of the Architecture Student Diary. I hope you enjoyed listening. I know I said I'd go through my first and second year experience in this episode. However, that is proving to be way too long so I've decided to stop here and I'll resume with my second year next week. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to follow along and I'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye bye.